The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oftentimes, that woods would smell horrible, just like rotten animals. was riding towards the woods and uh, I saw this big black hairy thing. It ran towards me really fast up towards the road where I, I knew when I turned my bike around, I knew that there's no way I can outrun this thing. This is the Cryptid Creatures Podcast. I'm Brian. With me, as always, is my co-host, Todd. How was your big week, Todd? It's been real busy, and I got to tell you, um, once again, I'm kind of amazed with our episode tonight. Brian, do you realize that Indiana now holds the yeah. record for Bigfoot Encounter episodes that we've done that for we've State? Done, yeah. This is three, isn't it? Yeah, sure is. Three Indiana Bigfoot Encounters now. Indiana, and not like Southern Indiana. Not even like Southern middle, Indiana. Like Middle Indiana. <laughs> when we start, albeit close to the Ohio line, but still. Right. Um, maybe maybe somebody's trying to tell us something here. I I don't know. Yeah. Um, but maybe maybe we need to investigate more in Indiana. You know, and it's not like you know when we reach out to people on you know social media, it's not like we're in a specifically only to Indiana. We're reaching out to people all over the country, maybe not all, all over the, the world. Yeah. Even in England. Um, yep. And somehow we're coming back to here. This is awesome. I'll say that say that for sure, and it's amazing. But, um, yeah, just, just a shout-out to uh, three for Indiana so far. <laughs> Never thought that would happen. Woo! Who's your Bigfoots? If someone said <laughs> that, who would you guess to be the first state to have the most encounters or three encounters? I'd say, well, Washington or Obviously, Oregon, Washington, Oregon, California. Yeah. Hell, even Maine. Maine? <laughs> Not Indiana. Maine. But here we, are. Hot spot. here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And tonight we have Dana coming Crazy. on. Dana from Indiana is coming on to tell her story. That's right. So. Yes. That sounded like a pretty interesting one. Again, we're having a great time with this. Listens are growing. Instagram followers are growing and listens are growing. So we appreciate it. The guys, keep on listening. Even Twitter is slowly but surely. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we just want to thank all you guys for listening and, and participating and having fun and and going on this quest with us. Absolutely. Good time. And if you've seen something, had an encounter or some kind of incident, get a hold of us. Shoot us an email at info at cryptidcreatures.co. For sure. Or get a hold of us on Facebook or Instagram. Instagram. Twitter. Twitter. What else, Brian? Um, Anything else? Uh, 
well, check well, us out on YouTube. We're on YouTube, YouTube now. Yeah, right. you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Right. So, anyway, enough of that jibber jabber. Let's bring Dana on. You ready? All right. Let's All right. Do it. Here we go. Dana, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. We really appreciate yep. it. Yeah, we're excited you're here. Yeah, thank you very much. So, Dana, the neat thing about you coming on is you're now our third Indiana encounter. Yep. Yeah, no kidding. I never thought uh, there'd be that so many so close to home. It's I, wild. I did not. But, you know, Indiana is such a conservative state mm-hmm. that anyone that would see something, they're not going to talk about it. They're not going to tell. Yeah. I mean, I'm. this happened in 1974, 1975. Mm-hmm. I'm just now talking about it. So I'm 55 years old. So I'm okay. just now hmm. talking about the event. So wow. before we get into your encounter, Dana, why don't you tell us a little bit of your background, where you where you grew up, um, what you thought about Bigfoot or, or cryptids, you know, before you had your encounter and, and, and take us into that first. Sure. So um, my encounter, I was probably 12 years old when it happened, um, really didn't, I mean, you know, I heard of Bigfoot, but the only pictures I ever saw of Bigfoot was standing on two feet. Um, and coming from a conservative family, you just didn't believe in those types of things. Um, so when I saw what I saw, first of all, it was running on four legs. I didn't see it standing on two legs. It didn't at that time. I didn't, realize what I realize now as an adult and um, I just wasn't for sure what it was and what were you doing um, that day before before you saw this thing what was going on sure so I I was riding my bike after dinner um, and I would ride down the country road to the stop sign turn around ride back um, there was a small woods and it's all cornfields and, and there's a small woods. Um, oftentimes that woods would smell horrible, just like rotten animals. And I just thought, okay, well, a deer hunter probably gutted a deer there or a coyote or a dog got hit by a car and went off in the woods and died. You know, it just smelled like a dead, rotten animal. And so as kids, we would hurry up and ride past that woods because it always smelled. And I look back now and I'm thinking, hmm, these are things that now as an adult I would recognize. Like, there was tree breaks that at the time I thought um, as a kid, you know, oh, that's what a weird way the the storm must have knocked those trees down. Not realizing now as an adult looking back, mm, a storm probably didn't do that. Right. And, um, Dana, can so you? There was odd things about that woods. Dana, can you share what kind of area of Indiana this was? This was in. Sure. This, so this was in the southern part of Grant County, um, south of Marion, Indiana. Um, okay. 
just north of a little town called Hackleman, <laughs> out in the country. Um, the woods, I did drive past there. The woods is no longer there. They've built some houses. So the landscape has changed hmm. then back in the 70s. Are there any um, national parks or um, kind of, you know, like uh, reservation areas around there? Um, there's not reservation areas, but there is the Mississinawa River. There is the Salamone Reservoir. Um, so there, there are heavily wooded um, areas. And with water. Yeah. Yes, with water. And during this time, um, you had mentioned earlier, before we started talking on, on here, that um, there was an encounter along that river. Um, and that encounter was also mentioned in a previous episode we had with, with another gentleman on who had an Indiana encounter as well. Um, do you remember that? Yeah. So, um, and that's, that person, Dwayne, mm -hmm. was the one that told me about this lady in Marion that I guess it was in the Marion newspaper. I had no idea. Um, so I just learned that, that, oh, well, there was someone else close by that had a similar encounter. How close was that to you where you had your encounter? Sure. So it would be a 20 minute drive in a car. I was just south of Marion. South, actually southwest of Marion. So you guys as kids rode by this uh, woods, you said every day pretty much, or to, was this to school or, or just? Yeah. I mean, in the summer kid, when in the summer, when you're a kid out in the country, there's nothing else to do. Right. <laughs> you know, you're surrounded by cornfields. You so you ride your bike or or play ball or um, so yeah, we would ride mm -hmm. ride our bikes past the smelly woods. So why don't you uh, take us into your encounter and tell us what happened, Dan? Sure. So I was um, riding my bike. It was probably late August because in Indiana, you know, there's that saying the corn. Um, has to be knee high by the 4th of July to have a good crop. Right. Yep. So this corn was probably a good five, four and a half to five feet tall. And um, so I'm, I'm thinking it was probably the end of July and was riding towards the woods. And uh, I saw this big black hairy thing start like charging towards the road so naturally it scared me i turned my bike and was riding back home as quick as i could and i knew even as a kid i i knew that this thing was much faster than me but by the time it got up to the road or near the road it slowed its pace to match mine okay and it didn't run like a dog you know, like a, an animal would run left legs, right legs, left leg, right leg. It it ran like both front legs, then both back legs. Mm -hmm. And you could hear it hitting the ground. Both front legs hit at the same time. Both back legs hit at the same time. Gotcha. So, um so he was running through the cornfield, and you saw a black mass coming towards you from the cornfield, and then he paralleled with you. This, is that what you said? That you're... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So it was ran it ran towards me really fast up towards the road where I I knew when I turned my bike around I knew that there's no way I can outrun this thing. So I'm d- I'm just running riding my bike as fast as I can because I was about probably a mile away from my home. Um, and then when it paralleled, it slowed its pace to match mine. It easily could have outran me and it didn't, but I could see, I mean, it was, it was dark. I could see the facial shape. It was not a dog. It had a flat, the, the head, the face area was flat. It didn't have a nose like a dog. I knew it wasn't a dog. And by the time I got home, I ran in the house and, oh, well, I ran in the house and told mom and she said, oh, it's just a dog. Don't worry about it. But it wasn't. <laughs> Did you notice the smell then? Did you notice the, the odor, Dana, then at the time as, as it was chasing you? No, at that time I did not smell the o- the odor. No, and I don't know if that's something they can control or if it was just that I was so panicked. That I think, <clears throat> yeah, I think I think they can't control that. But also, you're riding your bike, so you got the wind in your face. So you yeah. probably yeah, and, probably and it, smelling yeah, too much. I was just anything. so pan- <laughs> I was so panicked. I probably wasn't even breathing. To be honest with you, <laughs> did you? have any idea what it was did you think bigfoot no at that time i didn't i didn't realize what it was because again any pictures i ever saw of bigfoot they're standing on two feet Mm -hmm. this was on all fours but i remember how heavy the feet i mean you could just feel it how Mm -hmm. heavy when the feet were hitting the ground and um i could see how wide it was by the the way the corn had moved when it was racing towards me mm-hmm. at the road. So I, I got an estimation of how wide the thing was. How wide do you think it was? Um, it was moving three easily three row, rows of corn, mm. its shoulders. Wow. That's pretty wide. <laughs> how tall, so, even in all fours, how tall do you think its back was? Um, I believe it was at least five foot tall from the shoulders down to the ground because wow. the corn, because the corn was probably a good four and a half to five feet tall. So when it was doing this running thing, was it keeping its legs and arms extended straight the whole time and kind of, you know, bouncing itself that way or? To be honest, I couldn't tell if the legs were, I, I believe the back legs were bent. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I don't remember if the front legs were bent or not. Yeah. Hmm. I've heard of them running like that. I've heard of them running on two legs. I've heard of them kind of running on three, like a, you know, like a football player. I've kind of heard of them running that, that style, that kind of, I don't know if you, it's yeah. not really a gallop. I don't know how, what you call it. But yeah, they kind of push off with their back legs and they land on their front and they push off their front until their backs hit mm-hmm. and they just kind of stride like that in a weird way. It kind of reminded me, honestly, of a like frog hopping or something. Mm-hmm. But when, I mean, because you could hear it, the the pound was the same. Like there was a pound for the first, the front legs, 
there was a pound for the back legs. So I believe that the the legs, the feet were hitting at the same time and the hands were hitting at the same time. I gotcha. Did it make any noise? About, like, did it, did it sound like, did it growl or scream or yell? No. Nope. The only no- noise I heard was the heaviness of the feet and the corn breaking and um, wow. Yeah. So it was a pretty scary experience for a kid. Yeah. So what did, into, yeah, when you got home, did you tell your parents or your mom or? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, my dad worked second shift, so he wasn't home. I told my mom who just completely dismissed it and, you know, said, <laughs> oh, I can't remember now even what it was. Well, go to your room and play or go clean your room or it was completely dismissed as, as it was just a dog. That scared yeah, me, but it right. wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's and, right. You had mentioned that earlier. I'm sorry. Yeah. There's just, you know, you know the difference between a yeah, dog. A dog, and a dog. A dog would have come out of the corn, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that was my experience. And when, when you as got... an adult, I can look back and I can see things that I didn't articulate as a, a younger person. Uh-huh. But... Um, like like the tree breaks, the how the woods always smelled. Um, Did you ever feel you like know. you were being watched when you were riding by in those woods? Oh yeah, yeah, I did. Hmm. When you got home that that evening and told your mom, then you went went into your room. Did you lay up all night? Were you still scared? Obviously, were you thinking it was going to be looking in your window? What were you thinking then? Yeah, there it did affect me for a long time. I couldn't sleep at night. Um if I didn't ride my bike down to that woods and um if I did ride my bike it was with my with friends or it was early in the day. I and and I never rode down past that woods again. And you've never had any experience since that time? Nope, that was it. Mm-hmm. What do you think about what do you think about Bigfoot, Dana? I mean, do you do you um, look into that stuff? Have you since that that incident encounter? Um, do you read in, read about it or? Yeah, I I have been curious about it, and I have read about it because, you know, it was something as a, a kid that I just one I wasn't believed, and and um, you know it makes sense because things that I recall at that time. I mean, it was out of being naive. I didn't have the knowledge base that as an adult I have now where I've heard, yes, they do run on all fours. Yes, they are very fast. And this thing was extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the the odor, the tree breaks, you know, these are all things that as an adult I've researched and looked into and it corroborates my event. How many years had you noticed that smell or was it just that one year that the incident happened or had it been, been a while? You know, it wasn't consistent, but if I do recall that summer, it was worse than usual. It wasn't a consistent thing where it always smelled. It was just, it seemed like that summer was worse than any other summer. Hmm. So 
What do you think? What do you think about Bigfoot? Do you think this thing is um, obviously you, you you believe it's flesh and blood? But do you think there's more to it than just that? Do you think these things are hiding out in the woods in Indiana and other states, and we just not they're not being seen that often? Or what's your theory on these things, Dana? Um, well, I do think they exist. I, I think that this may be one that perhaps was traveling. Um, I don't think that it consistently lived there because one, the woods is just too small and there's too, too many hunters in that area. So I think it was just one that was um, traveling. Maybe it was, um, it didn't seem aggressive, but, um, I've heard of stories where they are pretty aggressive. Uh So obviously it wasn't threatened by me. Right. Well, it sounds like I also heard uh, the stories about them being more fascinated with the children than anything else. Um, yeah. More uh, curious, more curious about the kids, I guess. That could be, you know, maybe it never saw a kid on a bicycle before. I don't know. <laughs> but um, as an adult, I wish, man, if my mom her brothers would have just believed me. We could have went out there and probably got some good tracks in that field. Yeah, yeah most likely you would have for sure. This thing was yeah. just barreling down cornstalks as it was just coming at you, though, yeah, with no, was, no problem. It was that big, yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, it was perfect path. You could follow the, follow it right along and probably got some really good tracks. These are all things that I'm thinking about as an adult that, you know, I didn't even think about as a kid. Mm -hmm. You say those woods are pretty much gone now? Yeah, they are. I drove past the area um, just a couple months ago and they've, it's the woods are, is gone. It's a field. Mm. And along that road, there's been new houses built. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. So if you pull up Grant County, And you go south of Grant County. Okay, so you would take... uh, So if you're going south of Marion, you've got Fairmount. And in between Fairmount and Point Isabel, if you look at the map, there's a little town called Hackleman. And um, it was probably a mile, maybe two miles north of Hackleman. Okay. So it was in between... Highway 26 and Highway 35. All right. So if you go north of that, then that's when you will run into the the reservoir areas. Because north of Marion, there's the Salamone Reservoir and the Missinawa Reservoir. Okay. Are there any cave systems in that area that you know of, Dana? Um... There is a small man-made cave in the Missinawal Reservoir that I used to take my kids fish. My dad used to take me fishing there. I used to take my kids fishing there. Um, but most of the time it's underwater if the river's up high. Okay. And so you- the only other caves that I know of are in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if he was hanging out in that. That reservoir, and uh, this is kind of like you said, traveling through, or maybe heading heading south to those to those areas down in uh, right, or maybe heading north to Michigan. I'm not sure. I mean, if I if 
you know, if I was traveling and wanting to be unseen, that w- would be the place I'd go is out in the country mm-hmm. in the tall corn and wooded oh, yeah. areas. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think this was a bear at first? You know, did you I, think? I did. I thought about it, but there's no bears in Indiana. No. I mean, this is the mm-hmm. middle of Indiana. There's no bears here other yeah. than Watson zoos. Mm-hmm. And, um, Although... and besides that, if you look at TV and you look at a, how a bear walks, they're walking left, right, left, right. They're right. not, they don't walk like that. So as you said, this thing follows Also, you. again, it's not far from Ohio. Oh, that's true. Yeah. It's just a couple hours away from Ohio. And there is a big park. Well, is that near Defiance in that area, Brian? That kind of that, where where those other encounters have been uh, taking place? Selena. Yeah. Coldwater. So, how uh, long did this? A little farther south. How long did this? Uh, did this thing? You said it would it paralleled you, and then you just kind of took off down your road, or and it and it left, or you pulled away from the the cornfield, so to speak, or? Yeah, I I was riding my bike in the middle of the road because I didn't want to be close to the cornfield. Mm-hmm. And I would say it was probably, I don't know, maybe four rows into the field. It was far enough where I really couldn't see its face, but I could see that its shape. I could see that it was, you know, long black hair with maybe a little bit of brown, but it was, it didn't come out of the corn. And when I got close to the, the row of houses that I lived at, um, it turned and went ran, running right back into the middle of the field. Oh. So um, it didn't get up close to my house, but it went, like I said, when the end of the row of houses, that's when it pulled away. Oh. So it never saw you go to your house, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully it didn't follow you. Yeah. Probably didn't know which house I lived in unless it saw my bike in the yard. <laughs> That's interesting. I wonder if it uh, did that to any other kids out there. Or... Yeah, no kidding. Just happened you know, to choose you. That that I don't know, but um, I would there's I would say that um, if it did, probably nobody would talk about it simply because it. it it was a very conservative community. Mm-hmm. Right. So you said you told your mom and that was it. And you, you had not spoken to anyone about it then just till recently. Is that right? Right. Um, no, I didn't talk about it because I thought people would think I was crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, in my field of work, you know, you don't want people thinking you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. I mean, that's scientific community and and this kind of thing is frowned upon but i wouldn't have believed it if i hadn't actually seen it i would never have believed it right mm-hmm. yeah no matter how many stories you told you were told or how many incidences you you knew about you would not have believed it until you saw it for yourself is that what you're saying that's that's correct yeah, yeah. i would not have believed it until i but the fact that i saw it for myself is why i know it's real mm-hmm. yeah and and it I, you know, I haven't had an encounter. Brian hasn't had an encounter. We want to. Not yet. I think. Um, 
But we we strongly believe because of stories like yours and people that come on and talk to us. And, Absolutely, uh, and, and there's just too much too much evidence out there to not be right. Mm-hmm. There's too many encounters, too many pe- too mm-hmm. many si- too many sightings, eyewitness reports. These yeah. people aren't just making this up, you know. No. Right, and if you look at at the type of people, I mean, you know, there's well educated people in scientific communities and the medical community and um and like the police officer i mean they're yeah uh, Yeah, Dwayne. yep yeah there's just too much for for people like that to lose right i mean why would they make up a lie like that why would they yeah they have no reason to lie yeah yeah and and a lot of people wait um like you guys did and until you're older to, to, to talk about stuff because, because of those reasons or just because, you know, they get to people get to a point where it's like, I don't care what people think about me. I'm going to just tell what I know and get this off my chest. Right. right. And, and, um, you know, I'm fine with you guys saying I'm not using my real name. And the reason I'm not using my real name is because of my career. Um, you know, I just okay. don't want. Yeah, that's not a problem. Yeah. 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 We, we understand. We don't blame people for that. We, and we, we've had several people come on and, and use aliases, and that's 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 mm-hmm. fine. So, but I do feel like there are more avenues now than they were even 10 years ago for people to discuss their events, mm-hmm. you know, oh, like yeah. Facebook groups and stuff where you can feel like, you you can talk about it without the ridicule, ridicule or the right. mm-hmm. um, the negative stigma. For the most part, yeah, there's some out there that still people get on and yeah, there's still some haters sadly. out there. But that's why we like to. Do that's this. why we started this. You yeah. know? we mm-hmm. want people to come here and feel safe and tell their stories and not be ridiculed. Right, and they won't be. So yeah, yeah, and I really appreciate that. I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, Thanks. We appreciate it, it you coming need on. To be discussed, Joe. Thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on too. And, and it wouldn't be it would we wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for you guys. So, yeah, yeah. Danny, you had also told me on the phone earlier that you had had an encounter with some kind of entities. Why don't you tell us about that? When I was five, um, my little brother was not born yet. And my mom and dad had made arrangements with their friends that I would stay with me and my older brother would stay with their friends when my mom went into labor. So um, my mom went into labor. They got us kids, put us in the car, was driving to their friend's house to drop us off so that my dad could take my mom to the hospital. And I refused to get out of the car. I started screaming. Um, my mom got out of the car. My dad was trying to pull me out of the car. I was hanging onto the seat belts and everything like that. Would not get out of the car. And my mom said, I just kept crying that the death angels were there. I can't, I, I wasn't going to be there. The death angels were there. And it was such I threw such a fit that they actually had to get back in the car, drive me to another friend, and we stayed there. And I was five when that occurred. Had no idea what a death angel was. But I saw two figures, one standing by their garage, one standing by a tree, 
they were black figures with red eyes. And I knew that they were death angels because they, they were going to take people away. Um, a couple weeks after my, after that happened, um, the man shot his wife in the garage because he accused her of having an affair. He shot his wife and killed her and turned the gun on himself and shot himself. And wow. So I knew that because they were death angels. That's why they were there. Did, so you, As a five-year-old, I had no idea. Never heard of that terminology. It was never talked about. So you just called them death angels. You didn't know anything about them at five years old. And you, you, you saw these things standing there. You said they were dark and red eyes. Did, could you give any more detail? Yeah, they were humanoid in shape, but their fingers were really long. Um, just jet black, red eyes. And the one that was standing by the tree what, smiled at me. And it, it was just blood red mouth and um did it have a human face yeah they were they were shaped like humans hmm how tall were they um that i don't remember i mean they looked adult size to me i was just well, they're five years old yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay but i i knew enough to be terrified of them and of course, my mom and dad just thought I was nuts. Didn't, you know, what's wrong with those kids, you know? And wow. with her being in labor, they couldn't wait around, so they had to drive. And yeah, um, he killed his wife and then turned the gun on himself and killed himself. I do agree with the Native Americans when they say it's, you know, there's a spiritual element to this. I think it it, it is physical. It can be physical. Obviously, it's leaving footprints, so there is a physical body, but I do believe that there may be a spiritual element in it as well. I tend to think so, too. Uh, It's it's got to help explain, you know, why we haven't proven these things partly, I guess, to a point, but nobody really knows, I guess. You know, we're going to find out. We're going to find out. Yeah, you know, I think think that... um, we're eventually going to know it's sooner than we think. I think it's going to all come out. Dana, we appreciate you coming on uh, again. And um, if you have any other incidences or encounters where you're at, um, be sure to, to get a hold of us and let us know what's going on. Sure. Or yeah, if you hear I, of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't live in the area anymore. Oh, okay. But um, if I hear of anything, I will definitely direct it to you. All right. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd appreciate it. <clears throat> well, sounds good. And we'll stay in touch on Facebook, too, as well. Okay, great. Thank For you. For sure. All right. You have a good one. Thanks again. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks. If you've ever thought about doing your own podcast, you should use Anchor. It's free. It has editing and creation tools, and you can make money at it. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started for free.
Well, Brian, there's another good episode in the books, man. What do you think? I thought it was pretty cool. Definitely. Uh, I, I don't I don't believe I could have stayed on my bike if that had happened to me. I'd have probably been Bigfoot food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to, to keep your concentration and not, like, slip off or, or have an accident would have been pretty tough, but she was determined to get out, get out of there for sure, as yeah. I would have been, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And her talking about those... Uh, the death angels that she saw that that gave me some goof, goosebumps oh, for sure man. yeah i had the hair standing up on my arms for that one that was that was good it's good I'm stuff she told us that one maybe we can find another state that has some encounters besides our our own next, next time. <laughs> <laughs> why uh, why not why, right? why not yeah. just, just keep it home Indiana. keep it closer to home right yeah um if anybody's listening in england too i hear they have some big food over there they can Sure, I'd love to get, get a, a hold uh, of us. Let us know what's going on across the pond. I would love to get one of those. Yeah, encounters from over there. Mm-hmm. Sure, just yeah. to hear their accents too would be cool. Yeah. But anyway, guys, we appreciate the listens and keep it up. Uh, thanks for following us. And again, if you had an encounter, get a hold of us at info at creatures dot co, and follow us and get a hold of us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and Twitter. YouTube. Right, right. We are YouTube, so. All right, Brian, thanks for uh, hanging out with me again, man. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Always fun. All right. Always learning. Right on, man. Until next time. All right. See you. See you.